Bam, we're live. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the schoolroom. <clears throat> oh, wow. The lane branch of the of Glassman School. Hey, uh, your internet's better in there too. Is it really? Yeah. You, I mean, you, I mean, so far I don't want to jinx myself, but yeah, the internet's great. Okay. How can you tell? Uh, cause your picture's clear. It's coming in at a higher resolution. Gotcha. Yeah. I can tell you're Greg and not someone else. I think God, the light was wiping me out. Oh, the, the backlight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, I used to listen to NPR when I, when I first met you. I was just asked. I was just looking around the other day, wondering where the NPR station is. National National but, Public you know, Radio. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to NPR and read the New York Times just to just to stimulate myself. Look at this. That's where I this. get my fodder for. I stopped reading here. <laughs> to tell tell me about that. I stopped reading here. Oh, your audio went out. I I jinxed us. Uh, the light's on on your headset. I don't know why that would happen all of a sudden, to be honest. Is there a mute button that was bumped? Is that what you're checking? Is NPR for boomers? I mean, I learned about it from my mom. Check in your um, settings, Greg. Maybe something. I I'm looking on the screen. It doesn't look like you got muted. But if you go to settings, the little gear, and then click audio, there should be a choice for mic and speaker, and they should both be your Jabra headset. I did not mute him. Dr. Ruth Westheimer, I did not mute him. Oh, they're trying to mute Greg. They could be doing that. That's absolutely true. Good morning, everyone. Robbie, good morning. Omar, good morning. I still don't hear you. Uh, Paulina, good morning. Jeffrey Birchfield, good morning. You could also log in and log back. Uh, you could also log out and log back in and see what happens, unless you think it's the headset that's the issue. Well, I'm going to kick you out real quick and see, and you can log back in. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? No. Can you hear me? No, you can't hear me either. Oh, I'll just call him. Multiple levels of uh, communication here. See, that was weird how that just happened. Let's see if his phone is near him. Oh, okay. Look what I'm gonna do, Greg. I'm kicking you. I'm gonna kick you out. Let's see, you kick him out of the studio. Bam. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. I'll say hi to all you guys. Uh, geez Louise. Hi, Rambler. Good morning. I'm assuming that's for uh, Geez Louise. How are you? Uh, is three hours at the gym too much? No, not at all. Especially if it's at your house. Uh, Saber, uh, good morning. Nice shirt, as always. Uh, Sean, good to see you. Uh, amount of time spent in the gym means nothing. What type of volume are you getting in those three hours? Very good. Asking for some definitions. Yeah, because I'll stand in, I'll be in my gym in my garage for hours. I'll spend an hour just standing on one leg, balancing. That's not shit. Uh, no, Greg, this morning. I will. No, we'll get him. 
Yeah, I love the gym at my house too, Audrey. What a great place. Josh, good morning. Let's see. Um, log back in. Let's try again. Uh, what did Greg do to get kicked uh, off the island? <laughs> now he, he spoke. Okay, here he is. Let's see. Let's see what happens. How about? <clears throat> can you hear me? Oh yeah. Was it the headset? Yeah. How come? I don't know. How's this? <clears throat> how's the sound? Other than my voice. Uh, everything's great. The audio is actually fantastic. That that sucks. Um, that's the. How many times have we used those? Like three times, and they work perfect seamlessly. Yeah, maybe I touched something. Okay, you can try again. Yeah. Next show. Are they? Those were they charged? Say it again. Those will end up in the lake. Oh no! Don't. Uh, uh, M- uh um, NPR, and we were talking about um when or uh, when to stop reading. Oh, you know, what the thing that got me kind of attracted to the concept was telling the story of seeing a headline that said parenting experts at Harvard. And I just stopped like I'm done. There's 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 I should have stopped at experts, but uh, at Harvard, that just added insult to the whole thing. So nobody there's no there's no parenting experts at Harvard. You'd be a fool to think so. And, and at that point, you think just from there, it's going to be uh, just hogwash. Of course it is. Like what just came out of Harvard, actually. I was going to start with NPR, but fuck it. Let's start with Harvard. This is incredible. I think you sent me this. Uh, straight out of The Guardian, a Harvard professor who studies honesty accused of falsifying data and studies, Francesco Gino prominent Harvard business school professor alleged to have falsified results in behavioral science studies. In an ironic twist uh, in the world of behavioral science, a Harvard professor who studied honesty has been accused of data fraud. She's guilty, right? She's not even fighting back, right? It's from what I saw. It's just too rich. What can you even add to that? Do you remember do you remember the stem cell guy? He was the godfather of stem cell research a few years back at Harvard also and all 30 of his papers were fabricated. That one's not ringing a bell. And I you know I co- collect these things. The science porn. In fact, at our broken science uh, org page, I think there's a section about to go up just cataloging the greatest hits of scientific misconduct. We discovered evidence of fraud in papers spanning over a decade, including papers published quite recently, 2020, the blog authors. Holy cow. Does it say how, how she was caught? Uh, in fall of 2021, we shared our concerns with Harvard Business School. Specifically, we, we wrote a report about four studies for which we had accumulated the strongest evidence of fraud. Uh, Gina authored papers which contained fake data. Okay, so we're getting closer. Um, the original data, uh, we understand that Harvard had access to much more information than we did, including where, where applicable the data collected using Qualtrics survey software. 
if the fraud was carried out by collecting real data on Qualtrics and then altering the download data files, as is likely to be the case for three of these papers. Okay, so she was using some sort of data collection surveys. You're a huge fan of surveys, right, for science? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why, why don't you like surveys for science? It's just consensus science at that point? Just like obviously? <clears throat> um, we want to take observations which are registrations of the real world on our senses and sensing equipment. And you want to, you want to tie that to a standard scale, turn an observation into a measurement with a well-characterized error. And uh, we're not doing any of that when we hand when we, when we're looking at surveys. No, basically meaning there's no measurement going on. Not really. This this lady, it's, uh, hello, certainly, it's certainly weak. So this lady was actually doing surveys and then altering the answers to suit what uh, her hypothesis, I guess, what she I wanted the tell. outcome to be. I can't tell from what, what you've read so far. You know, and I'll, I'll put someone on it. I'm, I'm only mildly interested. It's a humorous. My guess is if I had to guess, I can guess she used she used other data sets. And use that so that stats were all done, were all performed. And there is software that looks at data sets um, on the internet and compares them. And when when you get a match, there's a problem because the data on, uh, say, uh, the distribution of a gypsy moths in Colombia shouldn't be the same data that was used in your weight loss study. Right. <laughs> and when you find things like that, it's a, it's a problem. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty much perfect evidence of a, of a theft and fraud, but it's easy because the, the stats are all done and the outcome was good, favorable. And probably what she was doing wasn't science in the first place is also that like, I, I don't know if there's such a thing as that. As double irony, right? There's, the, there's always that. Are you happy when you ride rides at Disneyland? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it was that kind of, that's what I'm guessing what she was doing, right? And then the science shows that three out of four people who ride the rides at Disneyland are happy. And therefore, there's medicinal value to going to Disneyland. I think there's real value to studying. You hear the bird? Yeah, it's not, it's not bothering me, though. Okay. <laughs> There's real well, what value. would you do if it? What could you do something to the bird? I'm just joking. <laughs> Spray him with Windex. Community standards. <laughs> right, right. That's funny. You ask that. No, he's fine. You ask that right as right as the bird's <laughs> owner, Miss Riley, walked into the room. Um. Uh. What were you gonna say about? Um, uh, I was saying like the the Disneyland study, like it, it was that it was going to be that kind of science that she was doing anyway. Yeah. Uh, Eaton Beaver at the business school. Pardon me. At the business school. Yeah, which that the, it's funny. The first few times I read it, I didn't even pick up on that. I thought I figured it was in some other, but I guess she. I thought she was an ethics professor. Maybe she's a business ethics professor. Her husband's uh, in, in there. They they spoke to her husband. He said he can't comment now because of the sensitive nature of the the investigation. And who and who is he? Just her. He just said her. Just said her husband. I don't know what he does for a living. 
Um, uh, Eaton Beaver, good morning, Coach. Good morning. Still hey. a great name. So I, I read that court ruling you sent me. Yeah, yeah, from the judge. From the judge. Yes. And I, I want to – so I went to I – I was looking for a news article to bring up, and every single news article when you look this up presented this, what the judge decided, is bad. It's the same thing with like affirmative action. If you start – if you just put in affirmative action, like everyone's um, damning the Supreme Court decision. Let's, it, let's go through the specifics that, that, that were banned that the judge asked, uh, told the federal agencies uh, that they were what do you communicating think? to tech specifically about. Can I just what run through you, that list? Sure, but what if we go the other way? What if we show what they don't prohibit? Yeah. Look, do you know what I mean? Like, hang with me for a second. It, okay. 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 I have it right here. Here they are. Here's yeah. what they're banning. It's I've got it. It's opposition to COVID nineteen vaccines. Okay. And I want you to, as I as I read through these, I, I I'll remind everyone that these were that these were considered the substance of uh, conspiracy theories, right? Opposition right. Okay. Before you start, though, Greg, let me tell people. Let me just do the big picture. Tell people what we're doing. Yeah. Re uh, recently, the Supreme Court just handed down a uh, no, no, it sorry, it's not Supreme the Supreme Court. It wasn't a Supreme Court. It was a it was a federal judge in the Southern District of Louisiana or some someday. Yeah, day. sorry, you're right. A Tuesday ruling by a federal district judge in Louisiana could have far-reaching consequences. Good, I hope so. And this was uh, the district court judge Terry Dougherty, who was appointed by President Donald Trump, issued a preliminary injunction on Tuesday that bars several federal departments and agencies from various interactions with social media. Okay. That sets the stage. So, so here's specifically, and the language is is powerful. It's uh, unmistakable. It's a it's a four or five page ruling, and there's it's a it's 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 very interesting. But check this out. Um, the first one, opposition to COVID nineteen vaccines. And again, hear these in light of these are these. This is the essence of 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 conspiracy theories, right? Opposition to COVID nineteen vaccines. Opposition to COVID nineteen masking and lockdowns. Opposition to the lab leak theory of COVID-19. Opposition to the validity of the 2020 election. Opposition to President Biden's policies. Statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true. And opposition to policies of the government officials in power. Now, here's what he, here's what he said. Those, they were specifically not to talk with, not to communicate in any way, shape, or form with, uh, with uh, social media companies in regards to those subjects, but he says that all of that was legal speech, was protected speech, and was suppressed by the Fed. That's, that's what he said. And what's so interesting is that there's no, there's no, the, the truth or falsity of it is fundamentally irrelevant to the, to the judicial decision. What he's saying is, remember, there's nothing here about true or false that it was that it was protected, it was legal, and it was suppressed. It just, I, it, it just coincidentally also happened to be uh, true. Now, if this, if this is, if this is a hard lesson for you, maybe, maybe, you know, think back when you were a kid, when one of my kids comes in the room, and and says I was hit. Okay, take the bird out. The bird just got kicked out. Oh, thank you. You know what that was? Maggie's listening to the show, and she's and she 
she's like, fuck that bird. So she sent someone in to get the bird. That's exactly what happened. Thank you, Maggie. Rambler thought the bird was you're one of the listeners thought the bird was fucking. <clears throat> I don't let my kids hit one another because someone said something that wasn't true. You don't have the right to silence someone for because what they said because you think it wasn't true. Right, right. And basically the FBI was well. <coughs> or because you don't want anyone to find out. Basically, the FBI went to Twitter and said, "Hey, um, the Hunter, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian bullshit, and uh, don't erase all these accounts if anyone posts, including uh, they a, erased RFK's account." I'd make a second discussion of the apparent fact that you only censor things that are true. Explain. You lost me there. <coughs> You make people shut up that are saying things you don't want to hear. Right. What you don't want to hear is truth. Right. What do you think the effort is to censor the Flat Earth Society? They're not very high. And there's no interest in that at all. Right. Why? Because it's, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's powerful. And so all the censorship, basically, there was something this morning I saw about COVID-19 on, uh, uh, it was Dr. Malone basically saying that 99% of the people who died from uh, COVID in Australia were vaccinated. And I was, re I was looking at that on Instagram and there was no warning. There was no false, there was, all the stuff that they had been put on for the last three years was gone. You know what I mean? All the censorship stuff. It was all, it was, it's all completely gone. Gone in what sense? Meaning it's not on there. Before, if, if you even mentioned COVID-19 on Instagram, you would get a banner. And if you said something that was like, hey, um, uh, you're more likely to die from getting the vaccine, even if you had data to prove it, or even if you published it off the CDC website, they would pull down your post. And when all that I shit's took, gone. They're not doing that anymore. When I took CrossFit off Facebook, um, it, it, made, it made news around the world. Mm-hmm. Look at the rationale for that then and look at what's and look at what we've been through. And, and the rationale was is they were they you didn't like the fact they were censoring people about uh low carb diets. That was that was a trigger. Um, but the fact is they've had an unhealthy alliance with, with governments around the world for a long time. Right. Look how um, NPR phrases this this headline. It's fucking despicable. U.S. is barred from combating disinformation. But why that's misleading is that the U.S. was actually forcing Twitter and Instagram to pull down real information. It's the exact opposite of what the headline says. I don't remember seeing anything on there. That was disinformation. I mean, I, I, the disinformation I see is stuff like you're saying, like like the I follow some flat earthers. They don't fuck with those people. You're right. At all. They should they get rid of um, NPR yeah, National Public Radio? Does this need to be so Orwellian? How do you even how do you type that without laughing? 
U.S. is barred from combating disinformation on social media. Hey, does that mean that this these guys are bad guys, this National Public Radio? Do these guys have to go away? This is our tax dollars are paying for this, right? This is U.S. funded? It is. And I guess maybe Bill Gates owns these guys, owns these guys too, Bill Gates, and, uh, and there's a couple other foundations. The government's ability to fight disinformation online has suffered a legal setback. Disin- They're referring to the First Amendment. That's the legal setback. I think somewhere, Greg, I read that the judge said that in the entire history of the United States, there's never been a more serious government intervention on the First Amendment. I mean, he he showed some serious concerns. He did say that the Biden administration was um, Orwellian. He used that word. And most people are going to read this and believe this. So I guess that what that means is that people still believe that the um, still believe everything. The the majority of Americans still believe the story they were told about COVID. I think the left is willing to see your door kicked down and you drug out and vaccinated in the front yard. Um, I think uh, I think they (laughs) I think they approve of what we've been through. Why does this matter? This ruling severely curtails the federal. This is funny. It's written like morning chalk up shit the way they have these headlines. It's written for idiots. Uh, This ruling uh, severely curtails the federal government's ability to interact with social media companies about what appears on their platforms. The injunction is written very broadly, potentially banning the Biden administration from even talking publicly about what moderation of social media content would look like. I just want to also show you this, all the stuff that it doesn't ban that the judge doesn't, that still allows the government to do that. The judge was very clear on this is um, uh, this is from the judge. Injunction. It is further ordered that the following actions are not prohibited prohibited by this preliminary injunction. The government is still allowed to inform social media companies of posting uh, postings involving criminal activity. And then it goes on and on along that line. The government is still allowed to communicate with them when it comes to the safety of the country. And number seven, I'll just skip down here. They're all like this. Informing or communicating with social media companies in an effort to detect, prevent, or mitigate malicious cyber activity. The U.S. government is allowed to communicate with social media companies about deleting, removing, suppressing, or reducing posts on social media platforms that are not protected by free speech by the free speech clause. Meaning the government can still go on. If someone's trolling for fuck, uh, pedophiles are on there trolling, the government can still um, intervene. It's crazy. I mean, there's I all of these no things where they can rights. I see no new uh, law here. Right. I almost wish I didn't see all this. This makes me hate NPR, like hate them. Is NPR head RFK Jr. on? Uh, I, I can look. I don't think so. You know, um, one of the things that they um, – one of the things that was uncovered in this case was – and, you know, RFK is a Democrat – is that 
the government, the Biden administration had Twitter pull down RFK's uh, Twitter account. And that's the kind of shit like, hey, if you're a Democrat, like it doesn't at least I mean, they're hurting your own your own guy. What, what uh, as soon as I put in it, it, it is RFK, right? Because when I put in NPR RFK, it says Kennedy was killed 55 years ago. RFK Jr. Uh, oh, okay. RFK Jr. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, it doesn't look like they've had him on. He's you have a, a good favorite. Dude. I like him. You do like him. Mm-hmm. What about his? Uh, he was against affirmative action. I mean, I mean, sorry, he was for affirmative action. No, he still is for affirmative action. It's racist. It's gone. Yeah, it is racist. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it. Um, no, tell me if you agree with this. It, no, no one wants some poor kid regardless of his color in some podunk town who's qualified to go to the college of his choice not to get in. We all want that kid to get in, right? We're all rooting for that kid. That's correct. And so if we're rooting for that kid, let's find a way to get that kid the resources he needs to apply and get in. But it shouldn't be based on his skin color. It's so funny. Michelle Obama, did you read what she wrote? You probably didn't. Um, She wrote this (laughs) – she wrote this whole thing talking about how sad it was affirmative action and uh, uh, being gone is. And her argument went like this. People get into school because their parents are rich. People get into school because they're good at sports. People get into school because of who they know. People get into school. And she gave all these reasons. And therefore, that justified people getting into school um, based on the color of their skin. And it doesn't work that way for, for two reasons. All the reasons that she suggested before didn't matter whether the color of your skin. If you're a rich black kid or a rich white kid, it doesn't matter. You have a better chance of getting in. Like if you're good at baseball and you're a white kid or a black kid, it doesn't matter. You have an equal chance of getting in. But all of a sudden she was using that as a justification for people to get in based on their skin color. I'm like, does she even – does she even it's, – it's like the two wrongs make a right thing. They you know, you should be able to take some, some mean height of, of students and – Look at the scholarships given to the basketball students, and they should have to pay the same amount of money to students that are just as under the height as right. they are, are above. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So if you've got if you've got tremendous financial opportunities and and uh, and uh, latitude for a kid that's seven feet tall, they should right. have a they should have a program for the people five feet tall. Right. Did you did you see that? So, um, oh, I, I wonder if I have this. You have to see this. God, I hope I have this video for you. It's oh darn it, where is that? It's basically this Asian guy talking about um, uh, this Asian guy talking about the difference in SAT scores between blacks and Asians. Well, you know the the argument is without. Without this uh, discriminatory policy of denying Asians admission, the university is going to be full of Asian kids and we'll lose diversity. Yeah, yeah. Which is, again, how do you even, 
I, it's hard to even recount that without laughing. It's, Check this out. It's a serious, a serious dose of stupidity. Check this out. Check this out. This Ben Shapiro clip. Here we go. The best media moments of the day yesterday, an Asian student who was on with Abby Phillip, and he just wrecks her. Abby Phillip is trying to make the case it would be better if this Asian student weren't able to get into an institution of higher education, despite scoring really high on the SATs. And he's like, uh, no. Because of affirmative action, black Americans graduate from law school at the bottom 25% of their classes, largely speaking. We don't want that. We want black students to succeed. We want every student to succeed, low-income students to succeed. But you have to put them in scenarios in places where they're likely to succeed. And lowering your standard to admit somebody of a socioeconomic status or race would not help them do that. In fact, it would harm their graduation rate in excellence. Well, as the case also points out, the standard isn't necessarily lowered because the, if students are all admitted, it's the question is whether race can be an added consideration, a tipping point. No, the standard, is, can the standard is lowered. As the student premier admissions data shows, an Asian has to score 273 points higher on the SAT. 273 points higher Asians have to score on the SAT. To get in than black students. By the way, Asians, uh, don't feel bad, black people. They have to score higher than white people, too. Are you seeing that shit, that chart? On average, 273 points. There's only 1,600 points in the fucking test. I'm like, did he just say that? <laughs> hey, why don't we hear... It's so it's so interesting. Um, uh, 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 Thomas Sowell says that the reason why the Asians are doing so well and the, the blacks aren't and the Mexicans aren't is because they got involved in politics. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying. And the Asians and Indians, and I guess they're Asian too, they just put their head down and stayed at work. They didn't try to go the political route. The political route to get justice and fairness, is, he says, is not the way to go at all. It's put your head down and work and, and, and just get, get what you need, get your, prove your value. And, and today, Asians make uh, 50%, I think they make like 50% more than whites and like 75% more than blacks nationally. Crazy, right? That's all cultural shit, right? You don't think there's anything... Right. It's not like, hey, your eyes are slanted so you're smarter and make more money. It's just... It's, it's all cultural shit, right? Yeah, it's your values. Values. Parents staying married, instilling shit in their kids. Work hard. Yep. Yeah. Look, here's Judy. She's Chinese. Yes, we're taught to stay under the radar and just grind. Don't look up and don't be noticed. I hate this word privilege too. Yeah, Man. I'm. A, it, it's the it's the language of the left. On, do you believe that they're really trying to be good guys, though? That they're really like. No, not by my standards. I don't. I don't think they are. Okay, explain that to me, because part of me is just like, well, I used to be one, and we really did mean well. We really did want to hand out clean needles so that people didn't get, you know, AIDS when they shot up. They've got a. They've got a vision for how society does operate, should operate, can operate. That's fatally flawed, and they'll take everything you have to enforce that world on you, including mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. Socialists end up stacking bodies like cordwood. That was Brian Mulvaney's line. He's great. He's exactly right. Stacking bodies like cordwood. And what, what they're doing is 
there, you know, you, uh, you have to sacrifice some individuals to get the right society. Well, that would explain slavery coming from the left also. Someone had to be sacrificed in order to get the right society. What do you what do you think about this argument? Um, oh, it, it, oh, you you know you go back in time and you look, and the Democrat uh, the not uh, the um, Nazis were socialists. The the Ku Klux Klan was uh, Democrats. A Republican never owned a slave. They were all um, owned by Democrats by one percent of the Democrats. That um, it was FDR who st started the internment camps. The Democrat and gathered up all the Japanese and took their land and put them. Um, what do you think about then when I'm raised and I ask my elder, you know, I'm a 16-year-old boy asking my elders, what the fuck were the Democrats thinking? This is just hundreds of years of just fucking crazy behavior. And the Nazis even studied um, uh, the Ku Klux Klan. I was reading recent in a book uh, recently where they said that even Hitler was did not like the 1% rule. The, the Ku Klux Klan had a rule if you were 1% black that you were black. And uh, Hitler decided that that was too stringent and that he was going to allow people, if you were 30% Jew, that you could live. You know what I mean? They didn't take you and burn you. He thought the Nazis were too – or he thought the Ku Klux Klan was too extreme. We still have that 1% rule, by the way, in the United States. If you have any black in you, we consider you black. Um, but anyway, but then as I got older, Greg, they told me – or when I was 16, and I would ask you know, my parents, hey, well, why were the Democrats like that? She said, oh, everything – people would say everything has changed. It's been flipped. The Democrats aren't like that anymore, and it's the Republicans who are like that. You have you heard that? The part oh, it was the Southern Democrats. Yeah. But nothing nothing has changed, right? They're the exact same people with the exact same ideology. I, I guess you said it. Some people have to be sacrificed in order to get what we want in the future. Look what we just went through. You mean with the two years of like trying to lock us in our house? Yeah. and cover our faces destroying, and destroying most of the businesses you you hold dear pubs and restaurants and churches and schools I wish it wouldn't have happened when I was alive I would have never thought something like this would happen when I'm alive it, um, is this the was that the craziest thing you've seen in your life? Is this crazier yes. than Vietnam? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a trip. You're gonna like this, I think. I remember you telling me um, your dad's thoughts on political correctness. Yeah, there's, he made me, I was sitting in the car and he made me guess. There's another word for it. I couldn't do it. And the answer is incorrect. Political correctness is the same as political incor politically incorrect. <coughs> just incorrect. It's incorrect. We, t we, you know, you sit silent when you hear that men and women are the same. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. They say there's there's no difference in the in the genders, and rather than say point out some obvious points, it's not gender, it's sex, and there is a difference in the sexes. Um, 
my my nine-year-old girl said to to her brother on his claim that there was no difference between boys and with between uh males and females she says they don't even have the same body parts <laughs> you just start with that um but you sit silent on that okay there's no difference roll your eyes and the next thing you know, you we all have to oblige um, the behaviors expected of you it, it, to show your recognition of someone's someone's imagined sex that obligates me to something. That's and that's a, political correctness. Well, that's where we got. That's where we're at right. now. It's a, it's an, it's a, uh, uh, it's an aggression. If I don't recognize your pronouns, so by doing nothing, that's an aggression, which is also just preposterous. I'm obligated. This is the this is the issue that Jordan Peterson tackled. I'm obligated to, to alter my language, to accommodate something that's happened inside your head? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think things work that way. And don't if you don't, I, you're a bad guy. I don't think I get to sit here from my chair and, and make some decisions, leave the room, and now people around me have a moral obligation to, 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 a, to an altered behavior? What, what do you think about um, the, the, then there's the comeback, you know? <laughs> it's, oh. it's all so unliberal. What, what do you mean by that? I thought you were... It, it, sounds, it sounds like the ham-handed bullshit that comes out of moscow oh well that is it's, liberal it feels it feels like a straw man's view of 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 i don't know it's 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 it, you know you never i never thought that i would see things as orwellian as um all animals are created equal some are just more equal than others you know and that's where we're at we're seeing shit exactly like that. It would be, it was, it was funny until people believed it. Right, right. It was funny until people believed it. You're right. It was funny. Uh, clock. I asked my dad that same question. Crazier than Vietnam? Question mark. The answer was yes. Uh, let me, let me, this is, I, I think I, I saw this and it made me think of you. Let me play this for you. That you mentioned, you know, restriction of speech and political correctness. Do you guys know where it comes from? Tell us. The Soviet Union. <laughs> yes. Political correctness never had anything to do with protecting people's feelings or anything like that. It was very simple. Political correctness was a way of saying to people, what you're saying is true, but we don't like hearing it. Right. That's what it was. And that's how it's been important. And to me, someone who comes from the Soviet Union is mind boggling. And you were talking earlier about why this woke ideology is so dangerous to the West. It is because people in other parts of the world are not teaching their young children to hate their own country. 
if you continue to do this, how is how is the West going to do in the battle of civilizations? Because that's what we're in, right? I, the Chinese want to thrive, the Russians want to thrive, and they're teaching their children to be strong, to be confident, to go out there to learn science instead of you know equity and diversity. <laughs> <laughs> And a bridge doesn't work very well if it's built on diversity instead of math. So that's funny that you... It's interesting because I feel like on one hand, I understand, and maybe you understand too, the, the, the insanity of quote-unquote loving your country. And so it has to, but it has to be. It, it, it almost has to be conver converted to like, hey, participate in the experiment that this country is doing in order for civilization to advance you know what i mean because it's so easy for people to just push back against the entity that is the united states you can morph the society and culture to the point where the country is less lovable because there's less to it to love I almost need an example of that, what that looks like. Look, you, I, I, my love for the United States, for this great country, is based on its, on its values. I find those in the Constitution. Mm. We veer from that, and there will be less for me to love. You think I'm going to move down to Venezuela? And oh my God, I'm so I, I can't wait to get citizenship here and be and fucking embrace this culture. Not not. not I mean, let's not get on inner tubes and float down there so our kids can be free. Right. So so and, and that's I think what remember, people get. Do you remember in the Zoom calls how fucking terrified the Argentinians were? And there, but there was one guy that was speaking freely, and he's like, "Yeah, they're all afraid. They're being listened to, and it's and you, you get arrested if you even walk outside." And I was like, well, "Why are you so brave?" And he was on a dairy farm in in Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. One of that's the Argentinian right. affiliates. That's right. That's right. As we move away from judging people by the by the the quality of their character and into the space of judging them by the color of their skin, when I find that when 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 language is is uh, disturbing, the thoughts are can't be arguments you can't get around. Um, presenting ideas that are bothersome to me, like explain how the masks work again. That needs to be, those people need to be shut up, removed from their ability to earn a living. That, that seems okay. If that's okay, I, that's, not, that's not a country that I love. Right. How much of what I love about this country have we thrown away in the past three years? 
I bet you the the I would bet that ninety nine percent of the people who say that they don't love this country don't even know what they're saying. They don't even they've never even peeped the constitution or the values of this country or the opportunity that that you know is I, their I, life. Was, I was talking texting with a friend about the what's likely to be the upcoming uh, uh, option of the uh, election the uh, pathological halfwit versus the uh, 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 senile crook beholden to China and, and uh, Ukraine, I'm going to go with the pathological halfway. Mm. I'm going to vote for Trump. There's no way that Biden makes it on the ballot. There's no way, right? I don't know. I don't know. My crystal ball is murky. I haven't been able to predict any of this. What did you think? Did you see the article about the cocaine being found in the... Uh, sure, of course I did. In the West Wing? Yeah. Whose is this? Come on. It's Hilarious. so funny that... It's so funny that they right away said that Hunter was out of town, that Hunter was not at the White House. He was with his dad at uh, Camp David. I, I don't think he's being accused of having found it. My presumption would be that he lost it. I heard that, too. It was found on Saturday, and he wasn't even there that weekend. No, he left it there Wednesday, <laughs> whenever he was there. It's pretty funny. Do you see the, the video of him doing a bump? Did no. No. Let me send that to you. Hey, here's the, th here's the thing, though, that I keep tripping on. Every day there's another attack on Biden and Hunter now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before they were being they were protected for two years, right? Now the media, it's just every day. So the, 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 what's being allowed is completely changed. Do you know what I'm – are you feeling me on that? Yeah, yeah, it's an inside job. Like someone from the inside is now trying to get rid of Biden. Like his own people are now okay. Like, how does that story even get out, right? Sevi, look at that thing he's saying. Is it in a text? Did you send it as a text? Yeah. It hasn't popped up yet. Is it a website or just a, like a vid GIF or a video? It's a Twitter. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's pretty funny. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, let me pull this up. Wow. Huh? Wow. That is brazen. Holy shit. Let me pull that up. Wow. Did that look like anything to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, maybe he's just pulling. Oh, I don't know if he did a bump, but he's definitely, that's all. That's fucking meth head fucking behavior. The pull the hair back, the nose white. Wow. Look, what makes that plausible is that I've seen video of him doing, uh, I've seen all kinds of video of him doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so 
the plausibility is is certainly always there. It makes it for me likely that that was his cocaine that was left. Uh, they they all look like they're tweaking, even Jill. Uh, the other story that just broke a couple days ago, I mean, not broke, but it's getting a lot of headlines, is uh, he, he had sex with that uh, stripper, and they have a kid together. Um, uh, London. Yeah. I forget her last name, London. But uh, and, and he, instead of pay, he instead of paying child support, is giving his paint some of his paintings to her. And also, she, he, she's not allowed to take the Biden last name. You can't stop someone from from taking your name can you i don't know but the the painting is, is that's just great that was just more tax fraud shit right is that how we understood that he was t- he was doing paintings i never talked to you about this but i just assumed he was ta- he was doing those paintings to sell to people that um who are wealthy in order to raise money it's just a way it's it's uh to get money from wealthy people isn't it just money laundering yeah, sorry, money laundering. Yeah, correct. It's clever. It is clever. You know, it's the Bill Clinton used to go over to to other countries and talk for a half hour and get paid at five hundred thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, and and there would be no video of the talk, also. Right, no speech, nothing. You can't can't find record of it. Yeah. I wanted to show you this. Um, I wanted to show you this uh, when you were when you when you were uh, when you owned CrossFit, and this was the. Um, I got this from the Wayback Machine. When you owned CrossFit, this was the and you went to what is CrossFit, which was one of the most popular pages, if not the most popular page on the website. This is what people saw. That was that was the picture. When uh, this is to um, this is I want to say right this is right the day you sold the company this was this was on there. What is CrossFit? This was the picture, the image. So you went way back a few years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And. What's funny is it's it's almost exclusively women, right? And I know you, you didn't. I know this. This is probably more. Uh, I don't know Mike Warkington level, but exclusively women and women of all different um, uh, ethnicities, colors, equ- relationships, equatorial relationships. And someone, and then someone, what made me think of it is that someone sent me this. And this is kind of like the story. Now this is with the DEI council and enforced. And the irony is, is there's, there's not one person of color on their what is CrossFit page. And I know you don't care either way. And I know that those, that picture wasn't chosen probably for uh, the fact that there was a black woman on there. But it's just fan. It's, it, there, and there's hundreds of examples of this, by the way, when we didn't care about color. They're all over the side. The games is another perfect example, right? And now, and now they do care, and there's no and there's no black people. They didn't care. We didn't care, and there were black people. And they do care, and there aren't any black people. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. It, it's 
Listen, the the caring is is pretending. Pretending to care. Yeah. Of course it is. Like this, like this picture is chosen. This picture is probably chosen just because it's um well what do you see here? Why do you think this picture was chosen? Because of the the lines on the floor, you like those lines the way they draw your eye to the <laughs> Yeah, I you know I Let me tell you something. What I see right there, mm -hmm. here's, here's, here's what I'm going to interpret. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't posed. That's yep. not clip art. Right. Those people know each other. That's where they work out. They weren't brought there to take photographs. Mm -hmm. That's their ugly little gym. Mm -hmm. And they love each other. Mm. And and who and, and whoever's running the gym, it's probably a successful gym. Mm. They're probably paying the bills, probably got driving a new car, might even have the kids in private school. That's what I see. They I also see people that live within within five miles of where that where that weights overhead. Yeah. Good job, dude. Fuck. You know, there's, there's, what a cool thing you started. Thank you. It's still the cool thing everywhere those people are getting together like that. It's yeah. happening right here in Coeur d'Alene. Right here. I want to be super clear, too. I could have just pulled up the picture from the old website. But there's just the irony of the component of the um, when Greg sold the company, that was one of the the issues that for some reason it wasn't inclusive. And I think that everywhere you look, it's less inclusive now than it ever has been. And so that's just the irony. I don't and, and I don't think it's not inclusive now. I still think it's inclusive. But if you were comparing based on what the fucking the the the, the minority was saying, a few fucking idiots were saying they're they're totally wrong. They were 100 percent wrong. You, you know. You know my view that in child raising, there's this infinite number of ways you can fuck your kid up. It's mm -hmm. just crazy how, how much damage you can do. Right. And, and in terms of the things you can do that are good, it's, uh, it's, uh, you can come up with a pretty, pretty good and short list of things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what's after, what's after, uh, uh, strong, well-developed, discussed, uh, inculcated, acculturated values and, and uh, uh, skills, cognitive skills, right? Got a kid with super strong values, a lot of confidence, uh, and uh, well-educated, you know? What, what else you need? Maybe make athletes of them, right? You know? Well, in running the company outside of that, validating what the affiliates did, providing additional educational resources, uh, 
pertinent to the to the training stimulus and, and nutrition and uh, uh, fighting battles against legislation or, or litigation that the affiliate can't fight, you know, and these are the list of things that I thought we should be engaged in and everything else I could think of that would be suggested, recommended, or even considered normal business felt wholly destructive of the, of the culture of what was the, the opportunity to be an affiliate. It moved me away from the professionalization of the training space. And I don't care whether that's selling water or, or the CrossFit jump rope or whatever the hell it is. It felt delusional. You see that you see the analogy I'm making? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if someone tasked me with running the company where the where it's abundantly clear that my ethical obligation tied to my compensation is the fiduciary obligations or, or considerations of the owners of the share owners. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Right. That's why I, 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 I couldn't, I don't think I could do Don's job. Right. I know that's, it's interesting you say that. Cause when people be like, I wonder if Greg would ever come back. I'm like, no, he, he so, can't so come what? back. To try yeah, and right. Hire me to wring money out of the affiliates. Right. I'd be the one to explain that why you're going to have the, the, the uh, drink dispenser in the corner. Did you see this post by any chance? No, I don't. You don't do, I know you don't really do uh, Instagram. You don't even have Instagram on your phone, do you? No. So the, Tom Siskron, dear friend of yours, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, here he is. Uh, he's a doctor, uh, a very highly well-respected doctor, a urologist. Um, I don't know if I should if I should say this, but when when uh, during the uh, pandemic he never wore a mask. By the way, went in the two years when he would walk around his hospital, when everyone else did, and uh, basically he got this guy to drop fifty pounds. This is Rick, who came to me for a minor urologic issue, but has left my office being told for the first time that he was sick based on labs I saw from a. a from ten twenty two. I also told him, however, that he had an amazing superpower to cure himself. He is back today, a year later, as a new man. He feels amazing and says he never wants to go back to the way he felt before he knew how um, how important proper nutrition was. He's dropped over 50 pounds and avoided a future filled with doctor visits, surgeries, and hospitalizations. So, And then up here it says he gives you the credit, right? He basically says, it is a real special for me when I pull someone into the lifeboat before they start to drown, before they even know they're in trouble um, swimming in before they even know the trouble they're swimming in as Greg Glassman coined it the mess. This, this I think is, is Don's greatest tool. If he want, if he, if he, if he needs tools, this is a doctor who probably went to school for 12 years to heal and cure people. And here he is saying he's using the CrossFit tools, the tools that you gave him through CrossFit to save a man's life. Right. 
And I see this and I'm like, holy fuck, this is it, right? This is what every single affiliate, anyone who's taken the L1, anyone who's read the journal, these are the tools and the powers you gave them to sell people's lives, uh, save people's lives. This guy's not using what he learned in his 12 years of medicine to save this guy's life. He's using what he learned in, in the two-day level one course. It's nuts. I've uh, had, you know, semi-joking conversations. Told Emily that I'd like to be put in front of a room full of psychiatrists and tell them I have an amazing announcement for them. And that is that uh, there's a psychiatric disorder that's killing millions and millions of people and, and no one in your field has done anything about it. And it's diabetes, diabetes and the attendant obesity. That's a psychiatric disorder. It's caused by a behavior. We, we can tell you what the behavior is precisely. And it's refined carbohydrate, eating, hmm. refined carbohydrate. That's what happened to that guy. And the miracle, and then we have to talk about like, you know, like, what, did it require scrubs? Did it happen in the doctor's office? It happened with that guy's fucking fork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. He quit sticking it in, into, into, the, into the refined carbohydrate. It's no secret how, how, uh, how uh, uh, Doc eats, how Tom eats. He got his triglycerides so low the return, the number doesn't mean anything. He gets it to 39. That's not a that's not a real number. He also writes in here, notice the total LDL cholesterol went up. Gas. Well, if you know, you know. If you don't, then that's learn the right. truth about cholesterol. Yep. Um, uh, Greg, uh, question, question about a business question for you, um, and, and I'll kind of try to do this question uh, justice. Basically, there are. By the way, I don't. I don't agree with Hiller's uh, video. In defense of uh, Don, I, there's no way if 13 affiliates got together and contacted Don, Don would take time out of his day to speak to him. Don is, Don is working tirelessly to fucking speak to people. I'm tell, I, I, I have to come to his defense for that. There's, that guy is a. Wait, 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 let me get something clear. Yeah, Don's a really good guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. I consider him a friend. I don't know, dude. It'd be like it'd be like I talked to you into getting a, a collar, right? Into getting what? You collar your dog? Oh yeah, yeah, collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell everyone about your dog. I have a, a South African uh, Borble, the greatest, and I've had a lot of dogs, a lot of Danes and other dogs, greatest family dog protector ever. Completely protects, just knows how to protect kids. Guardian of the highest level. Scare the shit out of people. Looks like a pit bull, basically, a giant pit bull, and I keep him lean and mean. And Greg had one and would tell me stories about it, and so I ended up getting one. Expensive as fuck, 3500 bucks. And if you had, And if you had called me up complaining that – You've had this dog for two years now, and he still can't type. Right? Yeah. Can't, can't, yeah. Even, can't even get it to send me a fucking text. Yeah. I would have to explain to you that that's, that's, I don't, I think you're expecting something of the dog that it can't do. Right. I don't know how, given the keys to CrossFit, I don't know how you flip it to, to instant money. 
Right, right. I've been confronted with the, with those with those options, with those opportunities. I I know I've had venture capital VC types. You know some of them um, lecture me on the money I was leaving on the table. Right, right. Venture capital f- thinks it's insane that I would uh, that I would allow each affiliate to make their own T-shirts and sell them. Insane. They actually convinced my wife that I was stupid because I would let the affiliates make their own shirts and sell them. That was all the evidence he knew Brian Kelly needed for me not being smart. I want to say one more thing along that line really quick. There was also someone very close to Greg. I don't want to say who it is that he can say if he wants. That told him that we should no longer um, uh, request that affiliates keep web pages and that we should allow them to keep all of their content on Facebook. And Greg was like, "Uh uh-uh. Do you remember that? I remember. That, I remember arguing with her about that. Yeah. How smart of you? How smart were you for that too? Holy shit! Facebook's dead now. Anyway, I, I was. I had. Um, I had people from Amazon explain that I was going to be the first fish oil billionaire. They could see the numbers. They knew they knew how much fish oil CrossFitters were eating, and let me know that that was my money. Um, so basically, what happened was is the, um, uh, there's a video out there that Andrew Hiller made that's this affiliate saying, "Hey, thirteen of us affiliates got together and we tried to meet with Don, and Don said um, Don denied our meeting, which is complete bullshit. There's no fucking way that's true, and." Um, it's just miscommunication. I'm not saying the affiliates lying. I'm just saying it's miscommunication. But the premise of the video was, and this is this is a problem that you had to deal with uh, day in and day out as the owner of the company. The affiliates are basically saying there that affiliate fees, because of um, exchange rates, have doubled. So it used to be, let's say, thirty thousand rand to be an affiliate. Now it's sixty thousand rand, and they want some help and they want to talk to CrossFit about that. What is the solution for that? It, it, should it just always be like $3,000 or, or pick whatever the number is? You pick your number and it's like that for everyone. What would you do? We did you, we never found a solution for that, right? Didn't we? This is a Matt Holdsworth question. But I think we I think there's some there's some way to scale that so that as your country destroys its economy and currency and you spend in you know, $50,000 for a loaf of bread. Right. I, I think there's some way to scale that so that we don't contribute to that problem. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just remember being in the discussions and it was like, well, hey, then what are we going to do about the state of Mississippi? Or you know what I mean? Like we would then look at places in the United States and they can be like, hey, the fucking – in 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 uh the poverty level in Santa Cruz, California is one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, but the poverty level in Mississippi is thirteen thousand dollars a year. What, what do we do there? And it just became this thing with like, hey, dude, here's this is the price of it, and then everything else we'll deal with on a case by case basis. That's what I I that's what I remember how it was dealt with. But I don't envy that position that Don's in. What are you what are you going to do? There's fucking how many countries are there? There's a hundred almost two hundred countries on the planet. Three hundred? What I don't know how many countries there are. The the diversity in the in the uh, scenarios, the economics of, of different regions and what people have done to establish gyms and make it work has just been an amazing thing. 
and I remember, I remember, remember Tony Young. He was in like Akron, Ohio, in a rusty old building, and he was a, like a flute repairman. <laughs> oh, you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And he moved to then he moved to Florida, and he he got a girl. I mean, it, we we went. And, I think it was Akron. It was it was it was sad. It was a it was a rusty old town that time and industry had had forgotten industry had left and uh this guy kind of had maybe the personality of a, a flute repairman whatever the hell that is but he started a gym and he made a difference for people and he found a gal and they moved to florida and he it was it was it was an amazing thing what would you do, Greg, if if um you if those thirteen affiliates came to you and they're like, "Hey, Greg, our exchange rate is um, our affiliate fees have doubled." I think we did do something. Like I said, this is a Holdsworth question, right? Okay, but I think there was there was some adjustment made. I don't know, but look, when it became obvious to us that that nine out of ten affiliates globally weren't legally able to uh to uh train our response the hard pill we swallowed was we're not taking affiliate fees from any country from any people that aren't allowed to train and it was a it's a hard thing to actually turn the spigot to your revenue to a 10 percent flow willfully but we did that to protect the affiliates so that they didn't accrue crazy debt. So it, um, uh, the city of Sydney says uh, all gyms must be closed. Then the affiliate fees from 365 affiliates, um, you, you would stop collecting them. And they turn Correct. it off for a year, and you're like, okay, don't pay us for a year. Correct. And that ends up being, uh, if there's 300 affiliates, it, at $3,000 a piece. It, brought our, it took away 90% of the company's revenue. Hmm. Crazy. Within a, within a, a 10-day period gone does greg think if he was to come back that he could make crossfit great again it's still great it's always going to you know uh matt got up this morning at here in town got up at 4 a.m and he had that fucking gym opened at five and people came in matt's the owner of uh cordelaine crossfit yes and and it's a great thing. Maggie will probably go there this morning. The greatness the greatness hasn't changed. Not at that level. You got to keep your eyes on what's important. And that was that was always the only thing that was important. The mothership is not. Not this question, but the question before SDF. Greg dodging that this one like Mayweather. <laughs> What a compliment. What you know, a, look, man, guys, I look what a compliment. I don't I wouldn't know how to 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 run this as a business. Or maybe the answer is I do. How about this? I, I asked myself if I were a shareholder and they came to me and goes, he says no to fish oil. I'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah. With my with my money, he's right. saying no to fish oil? Right. You've but you've put in thirty million of your money, and uh, and it could easily go up to ninety million in two years. 
and but this guy doesn't want it refuses to sell fish oil based on principle i knew a family that ran gold's gyms all over the fucking planet all right they had them in the bay area all of them in hawaii they had them in the bahamas they had them in florida they had them all over california they owned one in santa cruz they were very very good at the gold's gym business all stars superstars they had the one in Marin, Sevy. Great gyms. The one in Santa Cruz, Alex explained to me, doesn't work. Nothing that works everywhere else in the world works in Santa Cruz. He goes, these kids, like, they're, they don't want to sell the drinks in the refrigerator. They don't think they should have to. They don't want to sell T-shirts. They don't think they should have to. They don't want to come to work on time. They don't think they should have to. They want to make way more than they make in Marin. They want to make more than they make in, in, uh, in the Bahamas. Amazing expectations. I, I, understand, I, I understand when someone's aims are, are purely, strictly financial. Right. Yeah, but you, your your whole thing that you taught endlessly was, uh, and, and I, I I cobbled this together. But you you need purpose, and that sort of makes you unkillable. I remember one time saying, "Greg, when's the last time you've been sick?" And you said, "I don't have time to get sick. I have shit to do." So you have purpose, and then you chase excellence, and you push those two together, and then you know, um, then maybe money will come. Right. You have purpose, and you have excellence. So those are the pieces, um, but what you're saying is is that maybe um, venture capital doesn't see it that way. That's right, and the problem is this: is that my sense of business, which is which is the art and science of creating uniquely attractive opportunities for other people, um, becomes once you go to Stanford Business School, it's Q1, Q2, Q3. Where did you get that? The art and science. I've heard you say it so many times. The it's, art, and it's the art and science of creating uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. That, hey, you want to get rich? Do that. Do that. And you have to study the formulation for a while to realize that you have nothing to do with it, really. <laughs> You're going to do all the work. The art and science of creating uniquely attractive opportunities for other people. And that's your definition of business. Yeah, that's what business is. That's what business that's is. That's what I delivered at Harvard Business School six years in a row. Um, did you did you learn that in hindsight, or you knew I that? I got taught that by my affiliates by by doing this thing we did, this excellent thing we did. So your business was giving other people business opportunities, mm -hmm. and that includes Mr. Henniger in uh, Columbus, Ohio, right. The RX bar guy. He's just, 
he's just an affiliate who welded, came back from the war, didn't know what to do. So he, so he started a fucking CrossFit gym and made his own gear because he couldn't afford to buy it from bigger, faster, stronger. Nick Mossman, at the same time in San Luis Obispo, who has a, is, is an affiliate and has a master's degree in, in, in industrial technology. He's a, he's a, he's a renowned authority on, on, on welding. Like it's gone up to the sub bases where, they're, where they assemble this Trident submarine is consulted on that shit, right? He's an expert on welding and a very smart kid. You remember his place down in Slope? I don't remember it. Well, he said, no one, he says, I can tell you this. No one is ever going to get rich welding equipment for CrossFitters. That's what Nick Mossman said. That's what he, that's what he got with his master's degree from, from San Luis Obispo in, uh, in welding technology. He's a fucking expert, right? He is an expert. <laughs> Yeah, and Bill's rich from welding equipment for CrossFitters. Very rich. Yeah, and I'm proud of Bill. Proud that I got to play a small role in that. And and look at me. I I spoke to Tom. I called Tom a couple of days ago to, um, to talk to him about penises. And now I just made and, and he's the expert. And I just made twenty bucks from him. This Sevy is like when we paid to pick strawberries. I was like, now this is a trip. I really like the business model. <laughs> and I get this tiny little basket and I pay 20 bucks a head and my kids run around through the strawberry field. How, how did har? how did har? well, that was, they were, they were creating um, uh, uh, uniquely attractive opportunities for you. How did, how did Harvard uh, receive your message, Greg? Uh, I was very well received. Do you think that People they ever understood it? Before and after. Do you think they ever... It's being brought forward. Yeah, yeah. And then they present both sides. The case is made, and I got to talk and do a little bit of arguing, handle some questions, and they'd vote again. And uh, I was. it was clear that I was an impactful uh, presenter. Yeah. And I know that uh, many years I was the uh, student's uh, highlight of, of, for the year, repeatedly. Yeah. I remember that they would they would study the Anthos situation, right? The sale of the company and how you fought yep. to keep it. Yep. Uh, Audrey, uh, you pro you provided unlimited opportunities for all of us in some way or another. That's that's kind. Thank you. All of the spoiled, lazy children of the well-off in California want to go to UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Barbara is a close second. I don't know. I went to UC Santa Barbara. I wasn't lazy. Oh, here we go. Uh, Matt Burns, thank you, Greg, for continually uh, coming on the show. I, I enjoy it. Dan Guerrero. Uh Greg, do you think HQ provides significant value to affiliates for the affiliate fee? I believe in the methodology, just not the subscription part. What do you mean the subscription part? The affiliate fees? Oh, look, and you don't have to answer. <laughs> You're good, dude, Dan. Don't be I can, I can answer that. Okay, yeah, of course you can. I, you know. Know, I, I, I 
put a pretty good effort into articulating the validation, education, litigation, legislation angles, what we did, all those things for the affiliates that they couldn't do for themselves. I put myself in the position I asked, would I be an affiliate? Given those things, listen to this guy talk, tell him if he's gonna litigate on my behalf if needed, fight off pernicious legislation where and when needed. We actually did those things and did them successfully enough to make, you know, second page of the Wall Street Journal kind of kind of progress. And uh, the education, the best birds that came around, those today are still amongst some of my best friends. I talk with, I, I stay in touch with them all. Um, and uh, these are the things that would have me affiliate. If you'd ask me, is that worth, is that worth the 3000 bucks? And it was an, is an easy yes. Easy, easy yes. And I'm telling you, I can't think of things that I would want done if I were an affiliate outside of that. I can't think of things in, in running the company that you could do outside of that that wouldn't be uh, uh, injurious to the brand and to my business. And that includes trying to turn me into a shoe salesman, selling pills out of my gym, fish oil or any other kind of damn pill. I don't even wanna sell water. I have an obligation to give you clean, cool water at my gym. That's one of my obligations. We're not going to have pay toilets and fucking, you know. Right? Clean bathroom and cold water. That's on me. Light. The, the, the elements were um, uh, just once again for your affiliate fees, uh, educate. And, and just to pop this, this popped in my head. Obviously, there was the CrossFit Journal for years, you know, 95% of it for free. Um, there was the website with the constant flow of information. There, and then there was stuff like this, which is, I think, the most popular video CrossFit has published probably in the last six years, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely up there. Uh, and it has 8.3 million views. This is what some of your affiliate fees went to to bring um, uh, Dr. Jason Fung, amongst dozens of other speakers, to the CrossFit Games. So that's the educate part. The legislate was Greg um, going to uh, D.C. And, uh, and all over California, all over the world, basically, speaking to um, – fucking politicians i fucking hated that part we've fought off we fought off occupational licensure that was designed by our uh, uh, uh competitors from academia and from uh industry in an unholy alliance went after the crossfit gyms with a shit ton of money and we, you look at the, you look at their, their, uh, their charters. What the hell is the paperwork? It's the 1099s or whatever the hell the thing is. The 99s. What's the nonprofit? Uh, but anyways, in litigating against them, you could see that they, they didn't have the money for the 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 big time lobbying they were doing. It, it, I knew we, we were with the Podesta group and I knew what I was spending and what I was spending was millions and what was being done to us was thousands of times more ambitious. They were, they were sponsoring 
um, legislation in 14 states effectively. And it was getting closer and closer to passing until it finally crested and passed in DC. And it was gonna come elsewhere too. And we, we went at it in a two-pronged approach. The second prong was going after the sponsors of these organizations, the NSCA and the ACSM, that had to be behind this financially, and that would be Coke and Pepsi. That's what started the soda thing. It wasn't that soda was no good for you, and I've made that perfectly clear on the road during the soda tour. Remember that? Absolutely. I think a lot of people still struggle. The poison, with that's not here. There wasn't a methamphetamine tour. I didn't join the fentanyl tour. By the way, do everyone look at what Dale King has done and read the, the uh, Rolling Stone article on Dale. There's an affiliate. I, I couldn't be more proud of that guy. You pull that up, Sevy? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great dude, right? Great dude. He's been on the podcast. I'm yeah. running out of free articles. He's saving addicts by the hundreds. Why is his hometown uh, fighting him? The op opioid epidemic devastated Portsmouth, Ohio. Now a former army captain is trying to bring it back one burpee at a time. It's funny to see this in Rolling Stone. They're a bunch of fucking sellouts. Give them credit where they get it right. All right, fine. Yeah, this guy's running a CrossFit gym. Basically, if, for those of you who don't know the story, he was on the podcast. You should listen to the podcast. But he opened a CrossFit gym, and and he um, basically employs addicts there. And then on top of that, or former addicts, people who are recovering, and on top of that, then he started another side business, which is Flourishing. What's the name of that business? It's the soap company. Damn. Yeah. Um. I feel horrible for not remembering. Someone will say it in the comments. But he sells a bunch of shit for hygiene, like soap. I used his soap this morning. It's a soap and a deodorant and um, and he basically employs those. Oh, and, and a kettlebell. He makes kettlebells, sells kettlebells. All, all with people who are uh, addicts, regardless of your skin color. There's not a skin color component. Now I have, now I have a kettlebell I endorse. You endorse this kettlebell? I would. I, yeah, I mean, it's. it's I, fi I finally heard a reason to buy a kettlebell. Oh, right. Gotcha. The lover of kettlebells, Greg Glass. I'm of the opinion you can do anything with it that you can do with a kettlebell. You can do it with a dumbbell. I spoke to Dale briefly, and he said he really enjoyed uh, working with this uh, author, too, and that I should have the author on the podcast, which I need to do. He said the author was fantastic. Hey, um, uh, the thing is with that legislate, litigate, and educate, um, and Dan followed up, um, Dan Guerrero, see, with that kind of response, I would affiliate too. I always overlook the litigation part. Huge value. Not sure if they still do that. And, and then Sleeky here is uh, CrossFit is done fighting uh, fights. That ended with Greg selling. That's correct. And I, and I don't see any education either. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to them. Someone pointing me to um, – 
something, but I but I don't see any of that being done. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Robbie Myers, Sevon and Greg, I finally left my non-affiliate yesterday, joined a new affiliate all because of this chat. Thank you. Oh, interesting. Meaning he belonged to a gym that had de-affiliated and then moved to a gym that was, was affiliated. Uh, Greg, is the BSI lecture uh, coming to the East Coast? Yeah, I, I, that has to happen. I wanted to show you this before we go. Do you have a favorite comedian? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. Um, Chris Rock. He is your favorite? Yeah. I saw this the other day. I really like this. Here we go. My favorite of the more modern-day rappers is Quavo from the Migos. Because anything he says sounds badass, man. I like this song called Kelly Price because in that first verse, Quavo comes out swinging. He's like, I go through all the cities. I'm on a mile a minute. I go a mile a minute. And when I'm sober, that's just tight. But when I smoke a little bit, I start doing the math. I was like, yo, a mile a minute, that's 60 miles an hour. I was like, yo, did this dude just brag about driving across country at speed limit? Like, well, my Isn't it comedy great? Mm -hmm. Why Chris Rock? You like Chris Rock better than Tosh? Point oh? But they're close, but yeah. Yeah, Chris is, Chris is funny. I saw him. Uh, he opened for Dave Chappelle. And you saw, you saw that? You saw yeah. both of them? Wow. Yeah. When was and, that? Recently? And it was a, that was a serious mistake on Chappelle's part. Like, ouch. And Chappelle's great, but you don't don't let Chris Rock open for you. Wow. Okay. And uh, Chris Rock on the Will Smith thing is fucking hysterical. Oh yeah, that is hysterical. Yeah. He says he slapped me because I'm little. That's why he slapped me. <laughs> <laughs> He, this guy played Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. Him on him on the slap is absolutely hilarious, and some of the potency comes from it couldn't be more harmful to Will Smith. It's so bad. He really makes him look really bad. That's at the very end of, the, of his most recent special, right? It's oh, a, yeah. but you saw it live, too. You saw yep. it live. Yep. Wow. Yep. I was like, I'd hate to be Will Smith tonight. Well, um, we're laughing. We're laughing at his laugh of at his lack of character. This fucker has made it hilarious. Has made your lack of character fucking hilarious. Right. It's not, you don't even get to defend yourself like when, when that's happening. You could just pathetically apologize some more, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a career dinging move. It's as good for him as what uh, what uh, the Aussie did with his career in the anti-Semitic rant. Oh, uh, Mel. Yeah. The unknown. Uh, Greg's the best. Unfailing, 
honest, consistently brilliant, and the only guest Savon doesn't constantly interrupt. Uh, fuck off and keep your money. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You guys, you're all very kind. Yeah, that was kind, but fuck you. I'm tired of the fucking uh, interrupt shit. Go watch another fucking podcast if you don't like it that I interrupt people. I have a rapport with Greg, and I know that, and we have a cadence, and Greg and I are like boyfriend and girlfriend. When we talk on the phone, sometimes we won't say anything for 10 minutes. I just have him in my ear while I'm doing dishes or cutting tree branches or whatever. You're lucky I interrupt the rest of the fucking guests. Those fucking ding-dongs. Sorry, I was triggered. Oh, the, and thank you for your $20. Triggering intensifies. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, on on the back to Don again. I I don't Please. want anyone to think that I don't think he's anything other than a decent, honest person. It's never I've never I've not seen anything, and I and I we have mutual friends that you know I have I have close friends that I hold in high regard. That hold him in high regard, and so I'm 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 more confident of his character than even from what I've seen personally, and I've seen quite a bit. And I, I myself would have a huge problem if I were paid and my compensation um, depended on the amount of money that were in your back pocket at the end of the at the end of the year. What little I know him is he works tirelessly and um, he's doing his absolute fucking best and uh, he's a family man and uh, I haven't seen him do anything fucked up. That's I mean, and I and I, I feel like I almost feel like he's too, he's made himself too accessible. I kind of feel bad for him, like at how much fucking input he's getting. Uh, you, someone, someone said, "Pardon me." Someone will put together an association of professional trainers and undertake the task of validation, education, litigation and legislation as a collective. And, and there'll be an, there'll be an alliance. Or, or Greg, they'll end up the way the other option is they end up the way is uh, beauticians. They just get completely absorbed by the government and the politics. Yep. Um, I, 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 I don't know exactly how to characterize this, but you had a it, – it's not that you didn't take input. It's not that you didn't talk to people. It's that you had a vision and you know what you wanted to build. And so I see all of these leaders – who, th there's this whole thing like just be open get feedback talk to people let's do like you weren't doing what the affiliates wanted you were doing what was best for the affiliates you weren't doing what the games athletes wanted you were doing what crowned the fittest you weren't doing what like there's this way there's this thing that you did um we were moving in a direction and it didn't matter what fucking other people thought it was your fucking company and it wasn't that you were an asshole or a dictator or a it was 
I don't know. I don't. There's all these mischaracterizations. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes I hear these mischaracterizations of of like, oh, um, Dave should take more input with the games. I'm like, no, no, no. He should take less input. Do you know what I'm referencing? Like, you oh, knew yeah. you, you had a vision, and people didn't understand. It didn't matter if like, well, nine out of ten affiliates do want to sell peanut butter. Well, it, it didn't matter to you, and they use that as some sort of validity that you should have allowed them to sell peanut butter. And it's like, but it's what they wanted. It's like, yeah, but that's not what that's not what the vision was for the fucking company. Yeah, the uh do you feel me what I'm trying to articulate here? There's this like they think there was like this democratization or this consensus thing going on. Sebi, what was the example we had the other day? And I was like, what the fuck would he know about running anything? Oh, um why does he why does he have an opinion? Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember, but I remember thinking when you said, I go, God, I hope this doesn't come up on the show. I can, now I can't remember who it is. Maybe that's good that I can't remember. It was, it was someone we knew had an opinion on how to run something. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was Kalipa. Was it? I think. Remember, remember, remember him t telling me about the, advice he was given and i asked let me see let me hear one of these pearls in the car Ve Remember yes that? vaguely yes 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 vaguely yeah oh we were or we were at we were at breakfast we in Los Gatos. yeah and i we yeah. had a it preceded it with a with a phone call we met him for lunch right right me you and letchford and i asked him to share with me something that would you know an example of something that would make a huge difference do you remember what the, the offering was? I do. I do. It was treat everyone fairly, right? Or the same? It was like he said, if regardless if your class has one person in it or 20 oh. members, uh, bring the same energy. Okay. Something like that. Treat everyone the same. Something like that, yeah. And I had to ask him, you, you, you really you came up with that? Look at Heidi. Oh, no. Heidi, that I'm sweating. <laughs> Meaning, meaning, what your point is is if you need help with that, you're in the wrong fucking business anyway. Like you think, like hell like, yeah. If I come into your gym and you smell bad and the floor's dirty and you're ignoring people, that's not going to get fixed. Right. I've had I've had one affiliate. Of 15,000 tell me, man, after hearing you, I cleaned my bathroom and what a difference. And I was shocked. I couldn't believe I was hearing it. I couldn't believe that anyone that keep a dirty bathroom could be could be shamed into cleaning it and seeing that as a new way of life. I, that was a, I think only one did that. And I don't think there's only one dirty bathroom. That was Dan McDougal. He's like, if that's what it takes. We'll do it. I don't. I'm going to be successful no matter what it takes. I'll clean my fucking bathroom. Do you remember when Starbucks sort of first bursted on the scene, like they were everywhere? And do you remember that was kind of their thing? Their bathroom was clean. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like unprecedented because everyone was yeah. so used to like a fucking Taco Bell bathroom. Yeah. They're not clean anymore, really. Starbucks has let that slip. You can find some that are dirty. 
we know what happened to Starbucks. Go woke, go broke. Yep. It's like Judy Reed. It's like with kids, you don't give them all these options. They don't know what they want half the time. That's correct. Oh, look at this shit. Daniel Garrity. Uh, I ran into Greg at a Starbucks during the ultimate Hawaii trail run. Two stars struck to say hello at the time. You fucked that up, Daniel. Uh, Vindicate. Um, a disgusting bathroom is one of the reasons I left my last gym. Not an affiliate, but a clean bathroom should still be the norm. Absolutely. How's your? Um, have you been out on your new boat? Uh, yesterday. First time? Uh, yeah. Awestruck? It's super cool. And now, by the way, I'm talking about the Manitou. We haven't dropped the uh, uh, Stancraft yet, but I think that's happening today. They're still, they're still building the dock, and so we're a little bit in the way. The dock's not quite completed. There's some finishing touches that are important. Some cleats need to be moved and some bumper material installed on the interior of the slip. But it's coming along. What is the material? So you have a dock and then you pull a boat next to it and then you just jump out and right, then you just we have slips. We have slips. And where uh, you pull like a like a parking space where you yeah. get out on either side. Left and right. You gotta go right up into the middle. And then and what's around are, there if your boat bumps into it, what is it? Tires or um it's a, a rubber material. Is it and nice? You or are you like looking at it? Boat. You, you do everything you can to make sure that doesn't happen. But it's like bouncing around in there anyway, right? Because it's a lake. Like it a does. boat drives by and your boat bounces around a little bit. Yep. And so you have these big inflatable fenders, big rubber tubes. The ones we have are eight inches by about 20. Eight inches in circumference. Yeah. 20 inches long. And they tie to the dock or on the edge of the boat. So... And what's this Manitou for? Is it like you sit and drink it's and a, eat or you a, ski behind it? It's a tritune it? boat. Just all the kids, tow shit, great visibility. It's fun. God. I'll, get, I'll give you pictures for next time. We'll share. We'll just, but the, the boat's a blast. Natalie Bates. Good morning, guys. Love these chats. Oh, sure. Oh, now you take the boat out. Oh, she's in Washington too, right? Yeah, she was just here. She just left yesterday. She and Jared just were out visiting. Oh, that's why she said, oh, yeah, now you take the boat out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. You, are you liking the boat? Come back. Come back, Natalie. We'll take the boat out. You, are you liking the boat thing? Is this your first, like, boating lifestyle? Yeah, second year. And last summer was kind of an emergency, right? We got a house on the lake, and I got a dock, and it's, I need a boat. And uh, it was COVID tight. You know, it was... Uh, it was hard to find boats. It was hard to find jet skis. Three or four people calling around the country. And so the dust is settled now, and we've got stuff coming in that we've been trying to get for a long while. And in, in the town you live in, when you go grocery shopping, you get in a boat, and then you, it, you, you, you go to a Raley's that has a parking lot for boats? I can get – no, but I can get, to, uh, I can get to everything quicker by boat than I can by car. Does your grocery store have slips for boats? I'm sorry? Does your grocery store have slips for boats? No, but you can walk from, from where you can dock. But restaurants, everything's, everything's water available. You know, pizza delivered by jet ski. 
So let's say you wanted um, uh, to go uh, to a coffee shop and um, sit down with your computer and, and, and chill or read a book or something. You Would you go by car or boat? Um, you could do either one. Is one fast? Getting increasingly comfortable with the boats. Uh, yeah, we're gonna probably be boating more and more. It's closer, a lot quicker. God, what a trippy life! I can't even get my head wrapped around that. But like, there's a there's a bar across the lake from here that you can get to from a, by jet ski, and uh, you could probably be sitting at the bar in five minutes. I th I don't think you could drive there in forty. God, I want to be there. I know you couldn't. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. Great seeing you again. Is that what you're thank doing you. today? You're, are you going to spend kind words, everyone? It's a, you, you've got a lot of sweet people listening to your show. It's a cool group. Greg, you're a legend. Ipodicus. Hey, are you? Um, is that what you're doing today? You're doing boating. Yeah. yeah. You have signal on your boat. Oh, yeah. The whole lake, had, you can be on your phone on the boat? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, right. You know, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting city that disperses to the periphery of a lake. Um, we have friends that come over by boat that I wouldn't know how to, and I've been to their house, but I wouldn't know how to get there by car. Oh, wow. I wouldn't even know what, like how to start. How would you ever drive there? I don't know. Is it crowded there? I'm sorry? Is it crowded there in Coeur Not at all. Not at all. I shouldn't be speaking it up. I don't, you know. So it's a super popular spot, but just people just have it still haven't found. It's Sebi, if any one of those times you and I drove over 90. And I looked over to the right over my shoulder and saw, you know, when I saw the town, if I'd gotten off, um, you and Dave and all the rest of you, you'd be living here now. Oh, wow. I wow. I would have I taken CrossFit there instantly. With one visit. Uh-huh. So it's like. I was like, just get off the interstate and I didn't. Uh, Coeur d'Alene is a city in northwest Idaho. It's known for water sports on Lake Coeur d'Alene, plus trails in the Canfield Mountains. Nicest people in the world. You pull out, you're trying to get out of the Costco or the Home Depot, and the, and the people on the state highway will slow down to let cars out of the Costco. What's the age demographic? Is it like Naples? Cool. Is it all gray hair? No. It's a no, mix? It's a robust population there's three colleges where are you on this lake like are you on this side i'm at stevens point so maggie she can show you exactly where are you by the opening of the spokane river no south of there I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on that uh, west side. See Kid Island there? Yeah. Oh no! Go go down. Go. How do I share my screen? Okay. Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. 
I could zoom in more and get some more names. Three mile point. So drag up left. Yeah, we're three mile point. See three mile point? Yeah, there it is. We're right there. Wow. I'm on three mile point road. Oh shit, dude. It's no joke getting out of there. Wow, your road network. Okay, so you really you're like in the country. There's no bridge. Oh, no wonder you have to take a boat everywhere. Okay, and so if you want to go somewhere, you just cross over here to Worldmark by Wyndham or something. Worldmark, Arrow Point. Yeah, Gazer's over there, and there's uh, bars, restaurants. Uh, you know, if you're into Kardashians or uh, uh, Bieber, that's, that's where you go see them. Crazy. And what's so cool is sitting at Gazer at, at their bar, Someone asks where you live, I can point to our house across the lake. I'm exactly where you'd want to be, me, in relation to that scene. The Panhandle Yacht Club. You don't golf, right? No, don't have time for that. Too many kids? Yeah, and, and, I, and I really enjoy um, what we do. I like this. I like the schooling, I like teaching them. I couldn't enjoy that more. It's some of the most meaningful interaction that I think you can have with a kid. It's filling their head with, with potent ideas. And uh, the boating is a blast. You know, How about disc golf, Greg? You play any disc golf? No. <laughs> no hacky sack either. All right. Have fun. Okay, thanks. You're a good dude. I'll talk hey, to you later you today. Out? Uh, that's we a good question. We can do, you can, you can podcast right in here. I know. I, I, I am, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. Come Let's up see. when the PDX four drop down, come around for that. Okay. I'll give you a call today. All right, sir. Bye Thank everyone. You. Bye. Thank you. Greg Glassman. Come on a weekly feature on the show, a feature like how mountains have waterfalls, a feature. I got to tell uh, Jay right now to make make a clip of that. Um, uh, the art and science, art and science um, business, business. Uh, Greg spoke about the definition of business today. Great clip. Ten minutes. YouTube. What, what, where do you guys think that was? Like at the 90 minute mark? 90 minute mark. Uh, don't be a pussy. What do you mean? And you mean like, you don't like, what do you mean? Don't be a pussy. Like go out and visit them. It's so far, dude. It's a thousand miles. So far. Those days, those days for me, the so like I, I need, I would need a two week window to do that. Uh, Roxanne, wonderful. The Glassman shows are some of the best. He's great, isn't he? Hey, listen, I interrupted Colton yesterday less than I interrupted Greg today. How about that, fuck nuts? You fucking ding-dongs. You fucking idiots that are say shit like uh, he spends 50% of the time Googling on the show. Maybe 5%. You know, fuck off. Uh, Post-games. Oh. Oh, after the games? The thing is... Uh, Christian, I think that there's a window there for Coeur d'Alene. It's a pretty tight window. So my dad's coming from Armenia for a month. Now you guys will know my whole schedule. 
uh, my dad's, um, my dad's, um, uh, coming from Armenia for a month. So that month I want to be around so I can see my dad as much as I can. <clears throat> Travis B. Thank you. You can have sex with all my immediate family members. I love when you interrupt people. It's enjoyable to hear. Thank you. Do I have, I'm trying, uh, Johnny, are you doing a UFC power slap show this week? I, it's funny you ask that. Cause there's the, there's a heavyweight that, um, there's a heavyweight that, uh, we had on the line. He doesn't want to do a 7am show. I'll do it whenever he wants. He's actually, or super heavyweight. He's like a 400 pound dude. He's like the first one. He's a badass. I think he's undefeated. That's kind of hard for me to watch, to be honest with you, the power slap thing. Uh, um, use his picture in the thumbnail. Let me see. I, I think I, um, I'm going to call Taylor self really quick. Um, let me see if I have his number. I don't know if he'll even answer. These fucking guys that coach for a living, they make the worst fucking friends. They're so fucking hard to get a hold of. Uh-oh. Is this um phone not hooked up? Let's see. Shit, it's not hooked up. Oh, of course, he didn't answer. How about, I? you know, like if you were to complain about how often I have to reset my phone up, I'd understand. That's fucking annoying. Maybe, uh, let me see if I, I call them twice in a row. Some of these guys have um, recents. Uh, here we go. I could call them on this phone too, simultaneously. Hey. Hey. This is the live uh, call-in show uh, phone. Hello? Testing. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. You're live on the show. Hey, listen. Listen. Are You, you guys are doing a show today? Yeah, we're doing a show. Okay, listen. Is, is Brian coming on? Uh, JR asked, and I think Brian wanted to, so... I think so. Use his picture in the thumbnail and his name in the title. Yes. It will get you guys more views. Okay. Are you live right now? I am. No, you're live right now. Fuck. We don't need Brian for views, bro. Oh, God. Don't get defensive. The truth is the truth. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What hey, you... I have a question. What... Uh, never mind. I can't ask him this live. Okay. Hey, what are you guys going to talk about today? I. You... What are you we're guys talking about the best. We're talking about the best ever program CrossFit Games in history. Okay. Hey, Colton said something crazy yesterday that I just loved. He said, what he, say? he said, and I'd love to, I think you guys should do a whole show on this. He said, so the pundits, that's like you, will sit around and, and talk about, hey, this is a short man's workout. This is a short man's workout. And then, and then Colton will kill it. And then people will be like, uh, oh, it's not actually a short man's workout. Instead of saying, holy fuck. Uh, Colton's that amazing that he killed the short man's workout. For example, semifinals workout number seven, right? He killed it. And the argument was, and I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that you said this, but the argument was is that he would shit the bed on the echo bike and wouldn't be able to get his hands around the, um, the no, 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 you're saying that you're saying this incorrectly because I'm not, I'm not understanding. Well, you're saying that what Colton said was 
oh, people will say this is a short man's workout and then he'll kill it. And then people will say, oh, it's not a short man's workout. That's what you just said. I don't yeah. Think, yeah. I don't Instead of saying, oh, my God, it still is a short man's workout. But someone like Colton overcame it. Like, that's how good you're Colton talking is. about a tall man's a tall man's workout. Fine. Fine. Yes. Fine. Fine. That's, that's what you mean, right? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not, no, not only am I not listening to myself, but I'm not listening to you. You're right. So, yeah, let me rephrase that again. A tall man, he'll kill a tall man's workout. And then people will be like, oh, I guess that wasn't a tall man's workout. First off, I'm not a pundit. Second off, neither the, is JR. What the fuck are Third you guys? Off, what are you guys? Eat a dick. You guys, are off, eat a, you guys are eat a dickers. No, you're going to eat a dick. Oh. And I still think Test 7 from semifinals was a tall person's workout. And I... And I said when he finished, one, I didn't think it was going to keep him out. I was a little nervous for the carry and the bike, but he crushed it. I gave him credit where credit was due. You said he overcame so a tall he, man's workout. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a pundit is he does it all the time. A pundit is an expert in a particular subject or field who is frequently called on to give opinions about it to the public. It can also be spelled. Well, then let's just say this. I'm more of a renaissance man than a pundit because I can do a lot rather than just give expertise on certain subjects that I know a lot on. Okay, you're a fucking. I coach. Change, he, I'm changing the title of the show to J.R., Brian, and Taylor Pundits. <laughs> then what are you, dude? Hey, someone wrote, not only are you a pundit, you're CrossFit's most aggressive pundit. Does that mean you're a retard because you get on your show and talk about things you have no idea about? Yeah, I'm, I'm a retard. No, I talk I about co I talk about show. cock all the time, and I'm a, I'm a, a cock pundit. <laughs> Who said I was the most aggressive pundit? <laughs> the the clock character. Word. What's your show about today? Uh, Greg was on. Oh, what'd you guys talk about? Uh, a little bit of everything. We talked about uh, a little bit about affirmative action, the new laws. We talked about what's crazy. We talked about the crazy um, uh, court decision coming out of Louisiana that the the left is all upset about, which is crazy. They should be happy about. The judge basically said that um, the U.S. government can't bully social media um, uh, uh, providers. Like they, the FBI can't contact Twitter and be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, yeah, you better deny the Biden haplot." A Biden laptop story is true, and and kick everyone off who says it is true. They, they, he said I you, saw that. He said you can't do that. I love that ruling. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. The I don't understand why the left is so afraid of freedom of speech. I didn't realize the left was freaking out about that. I knew they were freaking out about affirmative action. Dude, not only are they freaking out, this is what the fucking NPR National Public Radio titles the the decision: U.S. is barred from combating disinformation. Oh, it's like, dude, all, all the disinformation is coming from the government. Yeah, that's insane. Hey, have you listened to that or have you read that book um, from RFK Jr., the real Anthony Fauci? No, I have it. Is it. Have you read it? It's fucking insane, dude. I, I mean, he talks about a lot of things that I had no idea about. I, like, I had no idea the FDA got 45% of its funding from Big Pharma. That'd be like the EPA getting half of its annual budget from the coal industry. They, the which same, they probably the do. Entity they regulate. Right, which they probably they do. They probably do, yeah. Yeah. Which is, but that was one thing that was fucking insane. He drew a pretty common sense comparison or metaphor with the CDC, you know, essentially mandating these 72 vaccines for the child vaccine schedule while recommending that pregnant women and children avoid 
fish or foods high in mercury and toxic metals when vaccines are extremely high in toxic metals and previously mercury, which is a, I had just never drawn that, you know, parallel, which was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's nuts. How about this? There's all these people. So, you know, the, the, the people, the people who use the word anti-vaxxer, they'll be like, Oh, that person's an anti-vaxxer or that person. They say that. But I wonder if any of those people have ever looked at the statistics of people who have autism who've gotten the vaccine versus those who haven't. It's well, that's in go that look at those crazy thing. Go look at those no, statistics and yeah, and then now what do you think? Instead of calling people like anti-vaxxer who? or crazy for thinking that, why don't you just go look at the numbers like and look at the Amish community? Where's yeah, the, the the crazy thing about that is in the '90s, it's like one in every ten thousand kids is diagnosed with autism. And today, it's near one in every 10 and that's the big one of the bigger changes is going from three mandated or recommended vaccines to 72 in that short-term period um you're ready to have kids you're ready to have kids are you having unprotected sex dude i'm not giving our kids any vaccines i'm dude i'm anti everything you put in your body i don't take any medicine like i like i i'm so i'm very in line with crossfit in the sense of minimal effective dose and our our medical uh advisors, experts, quote-unquote pundits, all those fuckheads, it seemed to have forgotten minimum effective dose and just drug you up on whatever the fuck they want. I'm also watching that Hulu docuseries Dope Sick, and it makes me want to to assassinate the entire Sackler family. I probably shouldn't say that live, but that story is fucking disgusting. Alisa Carradow, Taylor Self only takes the penis. Correct. That's the best medication. And the good thing about dick and minimum effective dose, if you don't have to get all stretched out, you just take the smallest pecker you can find. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. And that's why I'm good to go. Uh, why? Well, um, I would like to see a show on, um, you and JR, uh, talk about, um, uh, by the way, I'm very excited Brian's going to be on there about time. It's been forever since he's been on the podcast. But um, I'd like to hear, see you guys talk about what is a small man workout and what is a tall man workout and really define that and, like, do those things really exist? Does that does that topic hit close to home for you? Is that, like, a proximity bias no, type of thing? No, I could give two fucks. I just hear – well, not in the sense because I'm fucking a miniature human being, but just in the sense that it's something <laughs> that's – it's thrown out there so often. That was a tall man's workout. This was a short man's workout. And and I and I and I want to see um like does, does that really exist? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll do that show. Uh, fuck me. I'm trying to park, and all I see are handicap places. Take uh, one. Take one. Doesn't I, matter. Ryan Tangaway. <laughs> isn't it illegal right. to pull the show? Do you have to leave? Do you have to get off? No, I got like two more minutes. Okay. This guy Ryan says, "Isn't it illegal to pull the show down now?" According to what Sevon just talked about, I'm paying half attention. Here's the thing they they can still pull the show down they can't pull the show down because the government tells them to pull the show down now but they could still pull the show down for their own rules um i i believe but also the guidelines they were following were who and that's not a government organization but basically what the u.s government was doing is they were fucking going around they had 60 people uh or 80 people at the fbi um, communicating with twitter telling them to pull down like something like seventeen thousand accounts I mean, I had my Instagram account pulled down for that shit. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's all, it, it seems to me that it's pretty muddy 
because can't these social media companies just adopt government policies or take under the table whatever bribes, which that's not outside the realm of realism because that no, shit happens all the time. of course they do. Of course they do, yeah. I, I just don't see how much of a difference that ruling is going to make aside from the fact that now it's in the spotlight. And people are aware of it. I can't believe I got a hold of you. I thought you'd be coaching. Are you? Are you? You're like Hiller and Brian. You have your phone on. Like the first time someone calls you, it just pushes them straight to message. Sometimes I'm going into PT now, though, so I gotta go. Oh, oh, how? When will you be competing again? This is breaking news, people. Um, I'm not sure. Things are going well, so. Are you losing a little bit of your heart to compete now that you really embrace the coaching role? No, not at all. Okay, I don't believe you. Bye. All right. Uh, Taylor Self and JR, I think they come on in two hours. Sounds like they got Brian Friend. I mean, they're, they're going to get twice as many views with Brian. Are they out of their fucking mind? He's a good dude. Now what? Now what do you got to say? Oh, uh, that's, I think it's a Sackler. It's a, there's a docuseries on a family there that how they made, got so fucking wealthy uh, pushing um, opium. Selling opium and the hoops they jumped through and how they got all the shit passed. It doesn't even matter anymore. I find it hard to just blame one family. Oh, this show hasn't been dinged yet. Maybe something's happened at YouTube also after yesterday's ruling. Yeah, I didn't interrupt Colton. I didn't interrupt Colton. Go back and watch it. And you know why I didn't interrupt him? Because our fucking connection was so fucking bad. It's okay to interrupt people. So it's a back and forth tussle. Help contextualize things. It's rude if you interrupt if you're just completely fucking changing the subject. And I know I'm guilty of that occasionally. What is this? What is this? What is this? This isn't a live. Oh, this is a live call show. Hi. What is this? Hey. Hey, Swan. Hi, what's up? Nothing much. Um, I don't know how much pull you have with uh, CrossFit right now, but I am so tired of dating guys that don't do CrossFit. So I'm going to need you to like pull some strings and do like a singles event mm. at the game. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I'm so tired of it. Like a wet t-shirt contest? Yeah, I mean, something I'd be in. I'm down. Because, I mean, Tyson's not really responding back to my Snapchat. Oh, oh. Hey, how how in the fuck can I be mean to you right now? No, fine. Okay, fine, I won't. No, do it, do it. Okay, how can you um, DM me saying that you want to help with the show, and then I tell you what needs to be done, and you're like, I can't do that. Like, Listen, motherfucker, oh, how I'm are you trying. gonna get? How are you gonna get anywhere? You gotta just gotta be like, yes, sir. Whatever you need. Yes, daddy. Yeah, you just gotta be like, yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> No, I don't know how to take out the trash. Well, shit, that's all we got. That's the only position we got. I'm a princess, Savon, but I'm trying. <laughs> Are you? I'm trying. So I started pulling, like, I was listening to the um, the live column with Greg the other day. Mm -hmm. And I think we should, um, I already messaged you about it, but I think we should pull up all the times he's talking about Felipe Khan oh, and make oh. it. And make like a clip of all those times that he talks about him and call it the real man behind the CrossFit journal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All. Yeah. It's so 
God, if we had the resources to do that. So if, like if, mm. if that's the thing and we don't have the resources to pay anyone for that. But some of these people who listen to this fucking show like religiously, like it needs to be someone like that. The people who are helping me with the show now don't even have time to listen to every show. But if someone could listen that's to every fine. show and be listening to every show and just be marking shit. OK, here Greg talked about Philippe Kahn or this is this is every dick joke Sevon made. And then they started being compilations of that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look I mean, at I Heidi can, saying, Sevi, I've literally offered everything to you. You fucking kidding me? I mean, do you remember when Heidi went out there and like caught the snow on fire for you? I mean, she's done a lot for you. Yeah, that was fucking great. She's great. I love Heidi. Yeah, oh, she's, she's awesome. a you know who this is? Someone said she's a redhead. How do you know who this is, Christian? I haven't said her name. Yeah, she is a redhead. Crazy redhead. How did you know that? Do I have a redhead voice? No, but you ha do have a voice. If you and I became friends, you would be the only person I know who talks like you. I was at, as soon as, as soon as you called and I realized it was you, I was like, oh shit, I would have a friend who sounds like this. That'd be a trip. I'm, Cause I'm a California guy. I don't know anyone who sounds like you. Well, I'm from South Georgia. Yeah. You sound like you're from a fucking different planet than me. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. No, what? You, it's great. I love it. It's like, I don't have any English friends. Oh, no, I have one English friend, too. Uh, uh, a, a mom who, um, uh, saw, saw, uh, tennis mom. She, mm, yeah, I like having partner? friends with different voices. Okay. I definitely got to well, catch I'm up on some shows, but I think it would be cool to clip all the times Greg is talking about Philippe Kahn. Yeah, I just read your uh, DM. Yep, I think that would be cool. I can, like, go ahead and pull the times, like the time spans. What if you, what if you just, do you know how to edit at all? No. Oh. So I'm a communications major. I'm not like, I did not do any of the like marketing side of things. It's like, it would be like PR and shit, well, um, but I, I can sure try. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, you know what I think Hiller does? I think Hiller play, puts his phone on private, plays something on his phone and uses screen record on his phone. I played around with that earlier when I was toying with the idea. It works. And then um, and then from there, you could just pick a clip. Let's say like today, like today, there was when Greg was talking about the art uh, and science of uh, creating unique and attractive opportunities for others. That's the definition of business. Like that's like a fucking 10 minute clip that should be pulled. And oh, look, Hiller just responded. He does. So that is what he okay, does. Cool. And Hiller's a stickler for video quality. Like he bitches at me. He's like, God, dude, your show, it looks like ass today or looked like ass yesterday or your guest had a shitty connection. I'm like, what do you care? And he's like, I just hate it when the picture's ass. So that means that must be good enough. So basically you could pull that, that's screen record that on your uh, phone, that 10 minute segment, and then email it to me. And then, um, and then I could upload it. And then once we become close enough friends and I trust you, um, trust you, then I could just give you access to the YouTube and you could upload it. And, then I, could get, and then I could get you to be working for me for free. <laughs> for free. That sounds like fun. Um, I'll only do it if you put my dad on the podcast. We still haven't done that. What's your dad do? He um, he was you remember a long time ago. I called in about the dude sitting next to Dave when he was doing that um, Army Ranger stuff in Georgia. And he was in a CEO shirt. You're oh. going to have him on the. Oh, thing. is your dad on Instagram? 
He is. But then you had him scheduled, and then it was the same weekend that Greg was doing his um, broken science thing. So you had to cancel on him. What's his What's his name? We never rescheduled. No, you never rescheduled. What the fuck? Uh, He's uh, beat up. Well, tell me his Tell me his name again. Justin McManus. Justin Medeiros, Justin Kotler, Justin Gaethje, Justin Berg, Justin LaFranco, Justin Bieber. Oh, you text. I mean, y'all here. I'll send you his his at. Uh, can you just tell me uh, what's his last name? McManus. It's Justin McManus one. That's his Instagram. MC. Oh, I found him. Oh shit, I found him. That's your dad. Your dad looks so young. Yeah. Oh, I follow him. <laughs> Correct. His most recent post is with the CEO shirt. Oh, from 47 weeks ago. Well, that's when you were doing the like the giveaway at the games. I was so happy when I saw the CEO shirts um, in the most recent doc. He looks way better than that now. Don't do him dirty like that. Your dad? Yeah. He doesn't even look like a real human in that picture. His face looks like a caricature. Is this him right <laughs> here on the right here? Is this him? Where? The oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even look and like the same cool. guy in that other picture. Not that he looks oh, yeah. bad. He, he finally, like, buckled down on his nutrition and stuff, and I think he, like, cut 20 pounds, but he's jacked now. How old's your dad? He is 42. Shit, your dad's 10 years younger than me. That's crazy. How old are you? 22. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, sir. I will absolutely make whatever you want. Oh, look, Heidi Kroon called your dad a cartoon. Is he a cartoon? Heidi, we're not friends anymore. Oh, that's just like that. Bam. Just like that. All right. Um, I'm Sevon, I'm Sevon Matosian at Gmail. Sevon Matosian at Gmail. Okay, cool. And try to get that singles event going on. Okay. All right. I appreciate you. You're the best. Bye. God, I love that accent. That girl has the coolest fucking hair, if it's really her hair. Uh, Andrew Hiller, Dick Butter, I have four monkeys on the payroll. Uh, someone asked me again, Andrew. Someone asked me again yesterday if you have editors. I know you're like, oh, you're trying to, you're, you thought I was joking, but I'm not. Um, oh, Christian, uh, he pulled her comment up yesterday that Tyson wasn't replying to her Snapchat message. She's a redhead giving the camera some eyes. Yeah, wow. Wow, she is. Yeah, she is a redhead, and she is giving the camera some eyes. She's something else. That's a, It's a handful. Yeah, that's a, that is concerning, right, uh, Travis? Uh, vindicate 22, and you need a singles end. Oh, Travis, could we get a QR code uh, like um, we have for... Uh, California peptides wouldn't it be cool if there's one that said CEO shirts and I just popped it up there and it was just up there all the time and people could like point their phone to it and get a shirt I'm supposed to my kids are doing jujitsu right now in the house I'm supposed to go to the cleaners right now and get some shit hemmed and then when I come back go play tennis with them and instead I'm on here fucking around with you guys no I don't you really get crazy vibes from her I didn't get crazy. I, I, well, I heard. I, no, I don't get crazy vibes from her. Oh, already emailed to you, boss. Awesome. 
And I know I, I owe you a W9 or something like that, too. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Birchfield, it would be. You make it, Sevon. You mean I make the QR code? I need help. I want help. I don't know if I need help. I want help. I want help. I want help. I want lots of help. What if everyone what if everyone who listened to the show emailed me their favorite like clip in Google Drive? And I could just start putting out mass YouTube clips. And then I could pay uh Caleb so that he could be here every morning with me and pay Sousa with the, all the extra loot I'd make. You've all, look at all these people who are saying they've offered. I've offered, but to no avail. What the fuck are you talking about, Jeffrey? You offered what? To buy me margarita? Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, what's up, Zoan? What's up, dude? Not much. Just got a little question for you. Um, what's your 50 burpee time? You do what's your 50 burpee time? Dude, uh, mine's like 242 or something. I'm too tall. Okay. But um, other than that, so everything you do with your kids is amazing. You know, you got them on Kumon, math, reading, jujitsu, uh, skateboarding. Here it comes. But I don't but, know if you read the. But, no, 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 no. But, uh, where is that second language? Oh, that's a great one, right? That is a great one. Like, dude, they're doing everything. Why not make them be bilingual or trilingual? They're so young still. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? We used to have uh, a nanny, and we would ask the we used to have two nannies when we was balling, and we would ask them only to speak Spanish to the kids. So why why don't you get him a skateboard instructor that is Hispanic instead of a, of a white dude that only speaks? Oh, okay, okay. I mean, Armenian gets spoken in Armenia and at your house. A little bit in L.A., but... Uh, oh, my God, uh, dude. Oh, my God, what dude. What are you thinking right now? Sorry to interrupt. Daniel Brandon commented on my post. I'm going to go get drunk. I'm going to get drunk. Teddy Williams fucking... this. Okay, sorry. Hold on a second. You're right. Thank you. What do you want me to do? You're fucking right, Okay. Thank you, Alan. Hey, I love you, Seven. I just want your kids to be amazing. More amazing. Look at everyone knows it's you. Andrew Hiller's like, this is Alan? <laughs> Philip Kelly says it's yeah, Alan. No. I keep on listening. Have a great day, bro. Take care. All right. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Good dude. I like him a lot. Um, look at uh, Teddy Williams. This is fucking Colton Merton's personal fucking videographer. Well, thank you. Craig Howard, legendary affiliate owner, former CrossFit Games champ. Thank you. Paul Ackaby, former guest on the show, saved thousands of Afghanis. And then, look at this. You guys know who this is? Daniel Brandon? Want to see who this is? I'm so, you know, um, I told Susie yesterday how happy, let's click on her. Do you guys, well, uh, let, we'll, let's watch. Let's watch. Too slow, buddy. You're going too slow. Look at his board. I think actually clips the bottom stair. Hi. Ay ay ay. 
Oh. Little stud. Um, let me see. Uh, I'll show you this too. This happened yesterday. You guys will enjoy this. This happened yesterday in the um, yo garage. If you don't follow Three Plane Brothers, you should. Um, okay, so this is uh, this is a, a mat I got from Tumble Track, and they they're bouncing over a bunch of uh, extra rogue mats I got that we use all the time. So the, what I had them do is, is I have them, I start and just have them jump over one and then two and then three. And then eventually they jump over so many mats that you can't even see what's on the other side. Okay. So here we go. You can't even see the ball. From so look, I'm standing, I'm standing where they have to run from and I'm taller than them and you can't even see. You can't even see the uh, the ball on the other side. Over here, this is crazy. Oh! Oh my goodness! And then this happened. Oh! How about that little pausey? How about that little pausey takes before he stands up? Like he's like assessing whether like uh, he had his ribs broken or some shit. Can't even see the ball from over here. This is crazy. Oh! Man, look at this. This thing oh is nuts. Watch, watch this pause he makes. He hits. Boom. And then he's like assessing the situation. Oh my god. So glad he didn't break a rib. Oh, have them jump over Colton at the games. That's not a bad idea. Uh, sorry. Oh, that was only at three frames per second, the skateboarding. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so yesterday after the 200 burpees with the weight vest and climbing over the 30-inch box, uh, my son, um, uh, he actually had a little bit of protein powder and some whole milk and went, took a shower and went straight to bed. And then when I climbed into bed with him, I was like, hey, dude, you should eat. And he's like, yeah, I'm hungry. And then he, that was like 20 minutes after, and he jumped up and he ate a hamburger and a hot dog. An incredible hamburger. It was like a mix with jalapeno and uh, bacon. I should have uh, dumped a bucket of ice water in him for failing. You know what I did do the other day? Avi was in the shower saying some crazy shit, like just swearing and just ha like raging in there, having fun. And I said, hey, dude, you got to calm down. Like your mom's home. I don't want you saying those swear words around her. And he wouldn't stop and he was going nuts. So I did get, I filled up a bucket of cold water and I poured it on him in the shower. <laughs> he likes it though. All right. Um, the sweater vest and shorts is sick. Yeah. That's his tennis outfit. That's what he plays tennis in. All right. Um, all over the place here. Um, okay, so Jeffrey Birchfield is offered to help me. I don't know what the fuck he said he's offered, but just do something, please. Heidi Kroom says she's offered. Just fucking do something. I don't drink LMT, LMNT. Make your own shit. Don't drink that garbage. Make your own. I heard that I I I I, I don't I don't approve of that place anymore. I'm over those fuckers. I saw them affiliated with some fucking pretty hardcore woke shit. Sorry, not spending my dollars there. All right, uh, love you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, tonight, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Oh, shit, there's three shows. So there's a show at 11, and then there's another show today at uh, 6.30. All right, busy day. Wow. All right.
Um, oh, Jake, hey. Hi. Did you comment up here earlier and I missed you? I did think I saw your name earlier. I know, I need to call you, Jake. Oh, shit, here it is. Hey, Savon, I have multiple herniated discs, and I've had them for two years, and my back is killing me. What peptides would you and Hiller suggest to shoot into my back from your sponsors, California Hormones? Uh, uh, Jake, call me today, and I will put you, in, uh, and maybe we'll get on a three-way with me, you, and Hiller. I'm no doctor, but call me today, and um, call me today. Okay. And, and watch the, um, there, is a, there is a podcast with uh, Huberman, Andrew Huberman, um, he's on the podcast with that comedian guy and they talk about uh, which one to do. But call me later on today, like in like in an hour if you're around. And I'm sorry for being uh, such such shitty in my uh, response to you. Okay. Uh, talk to you soon. Uh, bye bye.